We find the light safely sealed in darkest night, so make sure y'all keep it tight. Wizards only, fools. Gotta be careful, Russell. Welcome. You know what they, you know what they say. What do loose they say, nips, Ned? L- loose nips sink ships. Loose nips? Wow. Yeah, lo- <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, not going on. You do not monetizing. I'm just kidding. I guess you can say nips. Whatever. You can say that. That's, that's, there's, that. There is no, that is like the the most mild of being yeah, crass. It is. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, can I be honest, though? Nips, is that word, for some reason, it's oh, just, dude, it, I don't know. It, it got my wife for a long time. She just it's hated just, like, no, no, no. It wasn't nips. It was, it was, uh, it was titties. She didn't uh, like that well, one. That one too. I don't that know. That one's a little. I that just, one's more crass for sure. I don't know. Anyways, welcome everybody. This is this is an Adventure Time podcast. If you can imagine that. I mean, we haven't talked about Adventure Time yet, <laughs> but uh, I am one of your hosts, Russell Tyndall. As always, with me is Ned Pruitt, DJ Nettie P, and we are here talking about the Reign of Gunters, season four, episode twenty-four. But me and Ned haven't caught up in a minute, and I was very curious how his 4th of July went. We are recording this on the 6th, so we're back in town in our own relative towns. And yeah, just getting back in the recording and trying to get back on top of content for you guys. So yeah, Ned, how, how is, was your 4th? It was good, man. Well, around all of that, man, we have had the hardest season of content creation uh, in terms of socials. And it's it's a little bit of just like every weekend and there's just like a fence going on this whole entire summer. I don't know how you guys oh, yeah. feel, but it's, it just feels like once football starts, the rest of the world like calms down. That's, that's like my mm-hmm. opinion that summer we're all cramming in all these events and craziness. But that was, that was my fourth is we actually had no plans up until like the day before. And it was kind of nice. I was kind of like, okay, we don't have to do anything crazy. So we were at some, uh, friend's house in Atlanta all weekend. And then we were like, hey, if we don't all want to try to go catch Ubers and see fireworks and spend money and buy a bunch of $17 cocktails in Atlanta, let's just go to our house. We have everything for free. I can smoke barbecue. Uh, We made a redneck hot tub, which for those of you guys who don't know is lining a truck bed with tarp and just filling it up with a hose. (laughs) Went and bought oh, a baby pool really? at Walmart and played like <laughs> beer pong on the front yard, just had music out. It, it was great, man. It was like super chill. Yeah. It was just like bar. It, it was a front yard 4th of July for sure, which I was like, mm-hmm. that's that's a clutch move. Man, it's funny you said redneck hot tub. I've never done that before. I've seen people do that, especially in Athens, Georgia, uh, when we were in college. But, you know, we grew up in the suburbs, dog. Like, I'm, I don't feel a redneck at all. I don't have any sort of an accent. I, my dad and my grandfather have these awesome accents, and I have <laughs> nothing to show for my southern, you know, upbringing other no, than just you, Georgia suburbs. I'd imagine you've got some twang for, for like, people that are, like, very, like, Midwest accent yeah, or, so. or, like, Minnesota. They'd probably be like, yo, you're not from here. Yeah, well, anyways, hey. my, my, my 4th of July was pretty good, man. I was also down in Georgia and got to go see... My dad came up because uh, I was coming into town, so we got an Airbnb, and my stepmom and my niece and my nephew came into town, and we had a good 
little like Braves game on Sunday. And then we went to, or I went to my mom's house separately, of course, and hung out with my mom, with Allie. And then we came back and we, you know, I'm, I'm not bougie. I also am not redneck, but my grandparents <laughs> have belonged to a country club and I probably don't need to disclose which one, but they belong to a, a country Find club. Russell's grand. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you really need to, but, uh, please don't. They have belonged there for basically my entire life. And so when we were really young, we would go for the 4th of July. So it was really neat to get to go back there for the 4th of July, which I haven't been in like 15 years for that and get to bring my niece and my nephew there and have them experience this thing that I experienced as a really young kid. And I will say this about country clubs, man, they pour heavy. I did not realize <laughs> I had three cocktails. I was feeling good. I didn't think I had had too much to drink. I didn't do anything too crazy, uh, but I did lose my phone in the act of tackling my nephew as we left. <laughs> I think he was picking on me. And so, you know, I look, this is a safe space, right? Like no one's going to come at me I, for tackling they, they, my they nephew. come at us in different ways. <laughs> no, he's, he's like... I don't know, he's 12 fine. years he's, old. He's only he like football. he's only like four years old, guys. No, <laughs> he's 12. He's almost as tall <laughs> as me, and he's uh, he definitely weighs about as much as I do. Plays football, you know, athletic kid. But anyways, you know, he's picking on me. He's we were playing throw throw burrito earlier. He hit me in the face with the burrito when I wasn't ready for it. He had it coming. I mean, I look. I could be your most punchable character this episode. That's okay. But I, <laughs> yeah, I Russell my, set I himself up. Had it coming. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we we got to get into it. We've, we've tangented okay. it. I hope you guys all, all had right. a good 4th of July, all that stuff. But we are talking about Reign of Gunters. That was our tangent um, wizard quote at the beginning, which gets my tops of the episode, by the way, mm -hmm. is absolutely the, the wizard chant of the somewhat cool and somewhat super, super lame wizard underground club that they have. Because Yeah, the, the, I, I don't know. High, what is it? High initiation of the secret schools. I'm, I'm very curious about the wizard secret schools, but we got three wizards. We know one of them, Bufo, the forest wizard, and then laser wizard. And we only know Bufo from an earlier episode. What is it? Mm -hmm. Wizard is probably the name wizard of it, right? Ba Where wizard they? battle. No, well, no, no, he's sorry, in not that wizard one, battle. Actually. No, no, no. Yeah, that's. He's uh, in wizard battle, the, but it's just like wizard when they just go and they wiz, get the yeah. powers season, from Bufo. Season one. Season one, yeah. Early on when he didn't have any other purpose other than being a frog, a magical frog <laughs> with yeah. tadpoles in him, I guess. I can't remember. Now, well, I, I love this episode because this introduces, this is one of my deep thoughts, uh, not super deep, oh, wow. not uh, getting into, you know, emotional things or anything. But the a big concept of this episode, I think, um, that we get introduced to with Adventure Time is just like, okay, we've seen Ice King, we've seen Magic Man, We've maybe seen some other like kind of magic entities here and there outside of like elemental energies. This introduces we first time we see Wizard City. And Wizard City, yeah. The the entrance door is Wizard's Rule, right? Great. They've password. got signs on all the doors to indicate, I guess, you know, what type of shop it is. And it's all about being secretive. So this society, it I in my opinion. I think it's a bunch of like everybody's so quote unquote secretive that everybody has their own three or four member secret society and everybody oh, okay. thinks it's the coolest and everybody thinks that they're being awesome wizards, but all in all, everything that they kind of think is cool is kind of lame. 
just like yeah, the, so you think the there are password, multiple you know? That's inter- yeah, that's interesting. I like that. I don't know, man. I mean, Bufo straight up says that he beeped in the eye of Glob and stuff. So it seems pretty epic. If And he's not even like a high initiate or whatever. He's not all that important in, their, in the secret schools that they talk about. And he beefed in the eye of Glob, whatever that means. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, pretty epic, dog. You you kind of see it later. There's a whole episode. I mean, it's 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 many seasons from now where Ice King does kind of get his own little group of wizards. Um, one's the wizard that brings things to life with his hands. One is um, I think it's Jerome. They pick up this old man Giuseppe, who this is like a traveler, but he ends up being a wizard. And so they kind of form their own little secret society because, you know, that that's what cool wizards do. Um, so mm, the whole okay. thing becomes a very tongue-in-cheek, like wizards are awesome and powerful and amazing in the land of Ooh, but at the same time, they've got this like weird, clicky, lame mentality. And I think they it's kind of funny you do see that. a little pretentious. I think all yeah. the wizards to me, even Huntress Wizard, who is my sexy character of this episode. A- absolute sexy character of the episode. Makes like why what she be. I mean, she's in it for like half a minute and Ice King's hitting on her the entire time. He's trying to do this righteously intellectual wizard political rant. And he's like <laughs> focusing on equality and talks about like equal distribution of magic to the people and no more symbols and no more initiations, and she's just like, dog, I'm out of here. But <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a good I mean, it moment. Was, it was kind of a funny swing at, yeah. you know, people being, I mean, I, I don't even want to say it here, but quote-unquote woke. It's, I don't, I don't have any political you think that's opinion. that's what it was? I don't know what Yeah, it was kind of like was. trying to be like, I'm cool. Like, she seems like a cool, hip, young girl that's independent so i think he tried to throw out like i have similar political views to you okay to try to like be make her like i don't know impressed about it and yeah, she just like I, walks away i, I, I just love that. what it's he says at the pretentious like rant of like look how cool and like aware i am sort of a exactly, thing i don't even know exactly. if it's, it's it's more of like you know gosh i think back to this is so, such a silly reference but um what is it? When they go back to the high school, 22 Jump Street, uh, 22nd Jump Street, they go oh, to the high and school they, and yeah. like the cool kids are like, yeah, man, we ride our bikes to school. Like, I can't believe you <laughs> would drive that hog or, or whatever, you know? He's like, that's it's kind of what the I'm environment, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, it's like, like the yeah. eco I don't cool think that's kids. woke necessarily. I think that's just no, like yeah. kids with like a weird, uh, like a, a weirdly righteous uh, sense of self is what it yeah. is. Yeah. And he Rico- totally does that, the fortress wizard, and it doesn't work, and I, it shouldn't work. And it's it's funny, but he quotes, and we'll get into this later. JT Dog Zone, he's mm-hmm. like, got some, dude, got some things to say ball. about, got <laughs> swinging every yeah. ball, got some things to say about JT Dog yeah. Zone in this. You got to swing at every ball, man. Apparently, according <laughs> to JT Dog Zone, but it is interesting that the wizards, and this is such a small part of this episode, but let's get through all our thoughts on it. The wizards know him. The wizards know of Ice King. Mm-hmm. They they're like, dude, you're not in this club. They know that. Like, they're even aware enough to say, like, hey, you shouldn't have heard that. Now we like nothing personal, but we've got to take you down. I'm sorry, Ice King. And I've watched enough Naruto Ned to know that the Forest Wizard has some OP abilities with those wood spells. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, he's got he's got the hard wood. You know, he's got that good <laughs> that good wood. So Is that a sexual joke. No, I don't know what that is, but I'm just saying the Forest <laughs> Wizard, watch out for that dude because uh, he'll get you. Okay, and well, here's another one of my... 
One of my thoughts, again, you mentioned that they all know him, obviously. They all know that they're like, get out of here, Ice King. I'm sure he's the only wizard that has the power of ice because there is has to be an Ice King. And as the fans know, he's an elemental. So that's uh, that's a very different concept. However, he has his powers by way of his crown. He's done nothing to like earn them per se. Um, that his powers do come from his crown. We've kind of kind of really have figured that out at this point in the show, even for those who haven't seen it. So I would assume that the other wizards in the city that have either you saw what Bufo in the wizard that wizard council had to do. They had to go through training. They had to eat brooms. They had to. Uh, I'm trying to remember <laughs> what, what, what were the other challenges in wizard. It was like uh, balance a chair on your nose or something like that. Mm-hmm. They had to, um, they, and they had to do stuff to get their powers. They have to train. Yeah. They have to go through. And so uh, there's a possibility that nobody likes him because he's super crazy. He's cocky, and it's just like, dude, you have your powers because you have a crown. That's it. You know. Yeah, they don't all seem crazy with the wizard eyes either, which is interesting. The well, the wizard madness. The wizard madness. Well, it, he says wizard eyes at some points, but I, you know what I'm talking about, where he sees all these yeah. like beings in oh, the spiritual yeah. realm. Like they don't seem to be suffering from that, and that does seem to drive him crazy in many yeah. ways in certain episodes. So I was really kind of shocked that I mean, they're all kind of pretentious. They're all kind of full of themselves but at the same time like they don't seem quite as nuts as he is whenever we see other wizards yeah that's it's true i'm and i'm sure but then you also see people like magic man who in theory is a wizard um Mm -hmm. longer backstory behind him but i think that his wizard madness is like worse than ice kings at the end of the day um yeah, so it, yeah. I don't know. It probably plays out differently with everybody else. And and there is a Distant Lands HBO episode called Wizard City. Or is it called Wizards? I can't remember what it's called. But it's all about really um, Peppermint Butler and the Wizard City and all that kind of stuff as well. Too. Yeah. So you get a little bit more lore behind it at the end of the day. Dude, I wonder, does this episode for you at least show anything else or or display any more of Ice King Gunter's relationship. I think that is definitely an important yet very small part of this episode. And it seems to play a pretty big role at the beginning and then obviously at the end when Ice King is able to just come in and be like, hey, Gunter, you're being bad. You know what happens when you're bad and you stole my things? You get the squirts and I got to squirt you. I'm sorry, bud. You're getting squirted. And yeah. at the beginning, there's so much more of them two interacting and Gunter's just pestering him constantly. Just on top of him, he's like, he needs to be combed. He wants to play with the computer screen to get his attention or whatever it is or mess with Ice King. Uh, and he breaks his bottles when, you know, just the mess with Ice King, it seems like. But how do you feel? Does this show anything else to you about their relationship and, and how maybe Gunter feels about Ice King or vice versa? Yeah. Yes, a little bit more. It, you see that Gunter has a level of independence in this episode. And that's, that's important that when you learn, for my fans out there, the Evergreen episode with, I don't know how to do this without spoiling stuff. There is a history behind the crown and Ice King itself. And it involved somebody else named Gunther, essentially. Gunther plays a role with all of that and is kind of like a squire to this other Ice King at the end of the day. Um, 
So the fact that the Ice King calls the penguins Gunther, it's a squire mentality, I think a little bit reflected in what they have planned in the show. However, the other thing you see is that Gunther is very independent, uh, likes to, he is essentially, I say he, I say he, Gunther's apparently gender fluid or asexual or something. Goes back and forth, which that's also, I have thoughts about that again with, from my fans, Orgalorg, I'll just say that. Um, but Gunther doesn't, you know, he's not just subservient. He's not just a penguin. He obviously has got a lot more going on. And I think he stays close to the Ice King either for protection, um, the fact that Ice King's powerful, and there's a, a source of power that he's always around, and he doesn't want that to go away for other reasons as well. I, I can't, give all yeah. of my full thoughts here just for spoilers. So if, okay. if that helps at all, you know what I mean? Yeah, so a lot of yours are in context of other episodes. I mean, I yeah. certainly, I'll be honest, some people get really upset when Ned's spoiling things for me. I've got a great <laughs> habit of just like tuning things out. So a, a lot of that went over my head and I tried not to listen for when you were talking about relationship with a, a prior Ice King or something. Um, but I'll, I'll give you my thoughts. Yes. From someone I want to, the, 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 the raw the thoughts time. are more interesting because it's coming from just the perspective of this episode yeah. too. Just this episode and prior episodes, like Gunter is like okay, so Ice King flies away, right? Gunter watches him and and squints with some contempt. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's kind of thinking, almost as if to say, like, "You fool! How dare you like undermine my intelligence?" Ice King, as Ice King's flying away from him, turns mm-hmm. around and I think he goes and breaks some glass or something. Yeah, he he goes into the fridge and breaks some bottles. So, which I also adorable. I love that that's like his entire motivation. It's just got to break glass. And and back from the still episode where it's like, don't break daddy's bottles. Like he was doing it in still, (laughs) you know? So my my other thought though is the reason why uh, Gunther doesn't rebel against Ice King. And I know previously we had this theory that there was this um, poster on the Ice King's wall in his like ninja cave where it shows all the weak spots of a penguin or oh, all the, the pen- vital yeah, the points of weak. a penguin, mm-hmm. which I love that theory. But I also wonder if maybe Gunter's not afraid of Ice King. Maybe Gunter just truly cares for him. As you see him go into the corner and a tear drops from Gunter's eye as Ice King goes away. And I, it does make me wonder if there's something more there. Maybe he really does care. And it's not necessarily, oh my gosh, I'm scared of this man, this Ice King, maybe it's kind of like your dog where your dog's just like, oh, gosh, you're being mean to me right now or like making me sit here and wait to get food or not go outside. But like, mm-hmm. gosh, I love you. You know, I can't help but love you, dude. Yeah, I, I had a different thought about the the tear when he tucks okay. Gunther away in the corner is that the tears kind of in the aspect of, oh my gosh, I have to be in this state. I have to be a penguin right now when I know, mm. y- you know, Hunter Abadir already said, you're the most evil uh, being entity I've ever met before. Yeah. And he kind of yeah. sheds a tear that in this point in time, he has to be subservient to this Ice King who, at the end of the day, mm. like, yeah, I have to be subservient. So Boating, very different perspective. Very different Yeah, perspective. taking my time, waiting for my moment. And I think there was a potential, he thought that Ice King's on, wishing I, my 
cat baby that's been living under the the so loofah or what do you call it the um loofah uh the loofah <laughs> what I, I was thinking ottoman the and i thought loofah the recliner i don't know i don't know where uh was there's some other couch object that sounds yeah, like loofah. not loofah yeah we all sit on loofahs that's cool i think i <laughs> must have gotten like recliner and sofa loofah ottoman I don't know. Good, I've been shopping dude. for on, I've been shopping for sofas this month. Is uh, <laughs> throwing me on. off. Uh, but <laughs> hiding the cat under the the recliner and that so we we you had mentioned that last time. I think the last Gunther episode we had, you were like, "Where the hell is his like I know where's the kid baby dude? alien cat?" And yeah, he just he's keeps there. him under the recliner with the demonic wishing eye for some reason. Oh, uh, it's so funny. And then the cat tries to get away from him and he just holds him back and kisses him. And Gunter, dude, Gunter is my lovely. I'll be mm-hmm. entirely honest. I, same same lovely. with me, man. We, I think we're spot on with the same way we feel about this episode because my lovely is Gunter. My tops were the same as, as the wizard. I don't know. I think our perspectives might be different though because in my mind, I, mm-hmm. I mean, first off, unconditional love for your baby, Gunter. That's yeah. great. I, I don't think he did anything wrong this episode. I think Mm-mm. I think Gunter's a good little boy. Mm. I think he just wanted to adventure with his baby kitten, maybe break a bottle or two. I think the ice king just needs to bring him to uh, bring the penguin to a rage room and let him just get it out. You know, it might be be a little expensive with the amount of glass that we've seen him capable of breaking. But I, Gunter's my lovely, and I think he's just a good little penguin boy who just he's mischievous. You know, he yes. likes to goof around and break some bottles. All right, you're going to have to headphones off for this one because I have a theory for fan because I have to say this. It's just, it's one thing, but headphones off and I'll just give you a thumbs up when I'm done. All right, give it a go, give it a go. All right, so Russell's theory is good in this sense, but I think that this is Gunther being a young penguin orgalorg and that he is becoming more and more orgaleg-esque right now uh, in order to get his uh, power up. And we see this in the way that he is wanting to be destructive. He's wanting to be powerful. He gets his little alien baby strapped to him. And then he goes, and the only thing he knows how to do is destroy something fragile, which is glass bottles. And so this is just beginning Orgalorg lore. Russell, you can come back in right now. Yeah, you're good to go. Yeah, you're back. You're back. I'm back. Hello? Thank you for that one. I had to get that one off my chest because that's just that was my like deep Gunther thought that would spoil it very much for you. And and sorry, Allie, if you listened back to this episode and I spoiled it for you at all too. Dude, you're good. I gotta change my call settings. Doing that ruined my call settings. Okay, no, that's well, we're at a good t- a time to take a break. So we'll take a little breather, do a little bad advertisement, and we'll we'll get back on it. Hey there, y'all. Starchy here, and I'm here to talk to you about a problem that's plagued the candy kingdom. Now, I know what you're thinking, Starchy. What could possibly go wrong in a land made entirely of candy? Well, my friends, let me introduce you to Sweet Glass Savers. Are you tired of glass bottles in the candy kingdom looking like they've been through the lich's reign of terror? Well, fear not, because Sweet Glass Savers is here to save the day. Remember that time when Gunter was here, all up evil smashing every bottle in the candy kingdom? Yep, that wasn't very cool at all. We picked up the little pieces, literally, and turned it into an opportunity. Sweet Glass Saver specializes in repairing broken glass bottles in the Candy Kingdom, one shot at a time. 
Our skilled candy craftsmen equipped with the latest surgical sugary technologies will meticulously mend your beloved bottles, restoring them to their former glory. And guess what? Sweet Glass Savers offers a wide range of candy-inspired repairs. Whether it's gummy glaze, lollipop polish, or even cotton candy coating, we'll make your glass bottles fit for a royal banquet in the candy kingdom in no time. So the next time Gunther decides to leave a smashing party, don't despair. Call the Sweet Glass Savers at 1-800-CANDY-FIX. Let us do the fixing for you. We'll have your bottles looking so good, even the lemon grab will crack a smile. This is Starchy signing off, reminding you to keep your bottles intact and your adventures sugar sweet. And welcome back to Wizard City slash Reign of Gunter slash Ned and Russell tangent about everything on this episode. But it was <laughs> yeah, it's welcome a good back. One. Welcome yeah, back. We got well, uh, hopefully no technical difficulties moving forward. Sorry, that might have been user error on my part. Very unprofessional of us, but uh, it is what it is. Honestly, I think we, we we hit at the right stride. Where if you didn't know, Russell's headphones cut out; he couldn't hear me anymore. But it was right at the end of my rant about Gunther. So yeah, uh, I think so I didn't hear any of it. Yeah, yeah, I heard none of it. It's pretty great. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, hey, man, I've got one of the things that actually made me crack up about this episode. And and I watched it back twice again this time around and just like caught little things, but went back, screenshotted or screen paused when Ice King goes on Wizard Market, which is just, I guess, where wizards can shop the internet or the black market, whatever it is. <laughs> um, on his search bar, he just types in W, right? And it oh, pulls yeah. up his like very similar like Google autofill search history. Oh, and, I, I I definitely stopped it there to find my favorite ones. They were great. Oh, yeah. Let's. I, I wanted to run through them real quick because they're too good at this point. Okay. Wants to rub mayonnaise on a penguin. Ways I can do my hair. Ways to ask a girl to prom. Weird ways to burn calories. What is this lump on my back? Window breaking gloves. Winter dating ideas. Wiping my wiping my bum isn't working right. <laughs> Wish girls would like me. Words that make girls like you. And then wrong ways to eat a banana. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, that the, is fantastic, man. The wants to rub mayonnaise on a penguin. And well, that's just <laughs> Wiping incredible. my bum isn't working right. Sounds wiping like the best. Wiping my bum isn't working right. Yeah. It sounds like the best Reddit thread that could ever exist. <laughs> it's so good. And also that is, this is weird, but I've had this debate with people in the past about like, the correct way, and we don't need to go into this because different podcasts. Oh, dude, no, it's double, it's double or it's double fold, wipe, fold, wipe, fold. But it's also like, what direction do you wipe? And then some people are like, do you stand or do you squat or do you mm-hmm. like lean over on the toilet? It's, you it's, can't yeah, say your way is correct, Ned. Your fold, way wipe, is fold, your wipe, way. Front to back, lean on butt cheek. That's dude. the that's the correct way, dude. I guess so, but that is, if you, I don't know, I think it's all subjective. There's only one wrong answer, and the wrong answer is you put your arm through your legs yeah, and wipe no. toward your if you jock. S- if you stand and wipe front to back, you've got the stinkiest gooch in the world. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Gosh. It's, it's, fa- to- it's facts. It's <laughs> science. <laughs> I, it's obviously questions enough to where the Ice King was asking that same question. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think that Ice King was standing front to back, wiping all of the excess into the gooch. Let's just be honest. 
The worst, though, we do get uh, another look into the Ice King's psyche. And if you type in W-I-Z on his search bar, it pulls up Wizard Chick Picks Skinny Knees. (laughs) (laughs) Wizard Chick Picks. This is this is Skinny where knees. man, I feel like this whole episode it it does the best of both worlds because we've had episodes in this uh, in this season where we've been like this is awesome, this is lore, this is deep stuff, and then we've had other episodes mainly um, who would win. We were like this just feels like season one, like nothing's happening. This brings together all of the dynamics of characters and lore. Like we already know, Gunter loves to break bottles. We already know. That Ice King uh, has a thing for princesses. He takes PB's hair out of the comb and just like, this princess so comb. Gross. Um, but it all makes sense. It's all nothing out of the blue or random anymore. So it doesn't feel so... Like, like this is a weird episode if you watched it out of context, right? Yeah. But it feels, at least for you, In give context or take, now of all the seasons, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I like give it. or take halfway through the show now, you're like, you took the weirdest episode and you're like, yeah, but this is like, stuff I know about all these characters. Yeah, this is a lot of really good callbacks. And we didn't go to the assassin page, but it does pull up the wizard market. And you mm-hmm. get to see like wizards can buy comfy booties. Like that's comfy like a booties. fun little thing they can do. And you can buy magic wishing eyes. That's just a, a, a product that you can purchase. And it gives plus 5% critical hit, which is just like a fun little statistic about the magic wishing eye when you're wearing it. You got a higher crit ratio. And I... I kind of love that. I love that about this episode. There's so much going on. If I was going to have one complaint, it's like there's almost too much happening because there's I was a like, lot how of do stuff I happening take notes this on this episode? There's just so many random things that happen here and there. Like, just go watch it. Like, it's it's a good, good episode. And I'm I'm happy to be to the point where we're like getting an episode that has all these callbacks and feels so good to watch mm-hmm. and to to talk about. So uh, this is it's just fun. This is an episode that reminds me of the way I feel when you watch like season seven through nine, where it's so deep into the show and you've done so much deep stuff. You've done so much lore. You've done so much Finn and Jake family history episodes that it's it's actually a very nice change of pace when they just do a random one-off episode, but they always throw references. Like we're going to, we're not, they're not going to introduce too many new concepts. Um, And even the new concepts have, sprinkled in aspects of things we already know about existing characters, mostly Finn and Jake. But um, yeah, and this episode, I think, strikes that whole, this is so random, so out of left field, so much going on, but every bit of it, you can tell it's very intentional at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, let's get into Finn and Jake. You just mentioned um, Finn and Jake, and then also what's going on with Gunter and these green penguins that he's able mm-hmm. to summon. The first time they introduce Finn and Jake, they're sleeping and Finn's just got a green penguin on top of him. And he's like, Gunter, trying to figure out what the heck's going on. And they're able to like shape shift. You see them kind of turn into Finn-esque creatures for a moment and then they kind of match. And I've noticed this throughout this episode when they're fighting, when Gunter is using them for combat, they're kind of matching their opponent more than anything. Mm -hmm. They're saying, oh, our opponent's doing this. Like, Finn's getting out his sword. Okay, well, we're going to barf up swords out of our stomachs. And we all have swords now. Jake's getting bigger. Okay, we're going to copy him. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get bigger now. Uh, Finn's getting angry and he's going to throw some punches. Okay, that's what we're going to do now. It's very interesting to see. They just kind of learn. They they learn and adapt. And that is the way that, in a sense, 
the penguins and Gunter is able to take over, you know, or conquer as as Jake kind of proclaims the the Candy Kingdom. It's really interesting. It's a really cool enemy. I'd love to see if they further develop that down the line at some point. But it's 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 great, man. And Finn and Jake, man, they needed to be in this episode to to really <laughs> make it a good yeah. one. So I'm yeah, glad they were there. yeah. Well, there's a fun dynamic, and I wanted to really honestly, I. I I thought about it, but I wanted to see your thoughts more than anything is Finn's like, I'm going to be mysterious towards PB after things have been going so great with Flame Princess. It's all based on this JT Dog Zone book that honestly sounds like the incel Andrew Tate book of the Adventure Time universe from, from what Ice King and Jake and Finn all have to say about it. But yeah, he's got to keep it a mystery, right? He's, yeah, he's got to keep it a mystery. Uh, keep the princesses gotta... in a state of confusion. The, uh, what's he say? That way, his opinion or his, that way, his options are open in case Flame Princess doesn't uh, work out for some reason. Yeah, and he says apparently that's called future farming in the book Mind Games by JT Dog Zone, which is Jake's book. Jake owns this as a joke. He claims he's like, yeah. oh, I keep it around for laughs. You know, it's it's just bad advice. It doesn't doesn't mean like. Don't listen to it. It doesn't. Mean <laughs> but anything. dude, it, it, it explains so much of like Jake's semi bad relationship advice. I mean, do you think the fifteen tears came from JT Dog Zone? Because now I'm really convinced about that. Are you really, dude, Ned? I mean, if it, I think it's pretty obvious what's going on here. So Jake then says, "Well, you can still be mistress." He's like, "It's okay, like to still be a little bit of a mystery. Like, it's still kind of good advice." He doesn't want to fully discredit the author entirely. I guess, my theoretically speaking, if there's going to be one, is that JT Dog Zone is Jake. Like, Jake wrote this book. He keeps mm. it around because he's the author of the book. That's uh, a good I, theoretically speaking, man. I didn't. Well, I did. That didn't even cross my mind. But I, I, mean, I don't know I if don't I can even fully think... claim it as my own because I searched on the the wiki mm. for adventure time and supposedly though his face is not shown in the show uh and i i did think of this before i saw it but i was doing more research because i'm like okay who's jt dazo maybe there's something to this um he does appear in an, like the official artwork of let's see jesse moynihan mm-hmm. uh which shows finn reading the book and on the back cover is the author's photo which is a sketch of him wearing a hat and glasses and a thick coat and i'm telling you it looks just like jake uh maybe it's jake's uncle but it looks just like him to me um and yeah we also know that jake's a writer jake has an he's an author of sorts in a newspaper column titled begs the question so we know he has some skills with the pen mm-hmm. i'm thinking jt dog zone is just his pen name and we we know he has a ruffian past with his experiences with Tiffany back in the whatever his old gang was. So he has turned around. So this could be a byproduct of ruffian Jake days. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that he doesn't want to fully discredit the author. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's something there. Like, like you know, don't really listen to JT Dog Zone, but I am also always giving terrible advice, like you said. Like, I just, it's got to be him. It's got to be Jake. That's, I mean, you bring up a really good point. But the, the way that Jake, and, and what I even just took notes about, I was like, honestly, even that's not bad advice. So like, like you and I would not future farm or you and I would not, but like, yeah, ladies do like a mysterious guy and ladies like, you know, you're not 
wearing yourself on your, like in college when we were 18, man, like to just not, if you didn't know or were not dating anybody, you could just be like, I'm just going to like be mysterious and make a lot of girls look be like, who is this guy? It's not well, terrible advice, but I think it, if you said, Hey, I got advice, this, but it's no, if you're, if you call it right. future farming and if you say, Hey, this is a term that is. and it's a definition and I got it out of a book because I'm trying to manipulate you. That's terrible advice. Well, I think what I, Jay did was he, he took a good idea and then he ran with it in a horrible direction. He kind of said, Oh, be mysterious. But I don't necessarily think if you're mysterious, that means you're going to get the girl of your dreams. I think sometimes there is an intrigue in the chase. There is an intrigue in like, oh, I don't fully know everything about this person. I want to get to know them. So like that, I, not that I am anyone to be able to give relationship advice because it's not like ladies ever were constantly like hitting on me or, or whatever, you know, but I'm just saying there is something to like being a little mysterious, but and also once they get to know you, if they're not into you, then it's not right. Like you can't be mysterious forever. At some point that person's mm-hmm. going to have to get to That's know you. True. I think that too, like early Nashville, Russell, there was a moment where I was interning with someone where I was like, they seemed really intrigued with wanting to talk with me. And I think it's because they knew nothing about me. And then after they figured out who I was and we were friends, she had no interest in me, <laughs> you know? Oh. And I'm just like, that's just how it goes, you know? Well, I'm going to type you a message while we're talking about this. Um, and I'm going to see if I'm correct because I don't want to drop any names on, on no, the No, 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 no. You don't okay, know this okay, person. Okay. Not that person. Okay, we're good, we're good. We're, we're doing secret message, secret podcast uh, Secret message. Ned's trying to guess who it was. It's I, I mean, I guess. thought it was at this point, but it was a good guess. It was a good guess. No, no. Someone I was like very legitimately friends with. Uh, but anyways, it doesn't matter. So, um, yeah, man. Anyways, I wanted to talk a little bit more about what was not my tops. Cause my, my tops, I'll get into it real quick is when the kitten goes ape shit and just dude, dude, just becomes meowing a n- and shooting nuclear bomb almost. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what's happening. It's like three seconds. And it's the best three seconds of this episode where the kitten's just floating in midair and blowing stuff up and just meowing and it's glowing and it's so incredible. That's my tops for this episode. But I almost had my tops was almost when they walk outside of the treehouse, I see that there's penguins everywhere as far as I can see. Jake reaches up into the treehouse and, dra- and nope, uh, grabs the, the telescope. Thing. I would yeah. say that there was no Jake mistakes of this episode, but that was for sure a very cool Jake tops in terms of stretchy powers. It was a, a cool like stretchy power for sure. But I just, the interaction that Finn and Jake have in this moment is so brotherly and so goofy. And it's like Jake's trying to make the best of this terrible situation. And he's just like, oh, it's all over. We've been conquered. And, and Finn's like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? He's like, and then he goes, oh, hold on. And you know, it's it's just mo- one moment Jake's saying, hold on. Oh, hold on, wait a minute. And then the next one was like, oh my gosh, my eyes. <laughs> like, it's so terrible. And then Jake goes, your friend goes, wait, what is it? And figure, or Jake's like, ah, well, hold on, man. Hold on. Let me, oh gosh. I, I loved that interaction. I know I just totally butchered it with my. No, 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 but no, it, but, but all the fans, everybody's know, knows what you're talking about. It's, yeah, it's y'all these, know what I'm talking about. It's so it's good. It's such a good way. And like, again, we, we finally hit the peak and you will see it. Um, I have now started going through season five to prep for our next season, just to catch back up on everything, miss catch anything I missed. We hit this peak writing 
of Jake's character. And we, you know, we saw some aspects of it in season one, man, like, like, and that's it. Like you hit the, like what you found funny about that interaction in Jake's dialogue and, and yeah. really what he's contributing to the dialogue is one of the best parts about the show is he is just such this cool, he, he freaks out about a lot of him. stuff. He's kind of dumb about a lot of stuff, but yeah. He, and then the things he freaks out about are very low key, but the things he doesn't freak out about are like the most important things. So important. It's a funny yeah. middle grade. And, and you hit the hammer on that. So I'm glad that you appreciate that right now. No, I love that moment. It really, I mean, if the kid moment didn't happen, because the kid thing is sick, but Jake, the way he handles the situation that is obviously not good, things that are happening around them are not okay. But he lightens the mood with this weird trolling of his brother. And it's so sweet and innocent and yet also like so dramatic and silly. I just, I loved it. I just, I'm using every word to describe it because I think it's really a special moment between them. But regardless, I just, I just had to talk about that before we get too deep into Princess Bubblegum and her inability to come up with a plan and Finn's plan which almost worked, gathering I all mean, the bottles of Finn, glass. Finn's plan, in essence, was pretty spot on with what could have worked. Um, but there's no, they didn't have an unlimited supply of bottles. I mean, yeah, but I don't, I don't dude. think that they necessarily knew per se that all of the unlimited number of gunters were going to smash all the bottles. That yeah, maybe they just thought the one core gunter was going to. Smash all the bottles. I don't, I don't Maybe know. so. I mean, Gunter's just got break stuff by Limp Biscuit playing on his head or, or in his head or something. Not that that's even a good song. <laughs> that's not my wreck. Maybe one of our next uh, TikTok reels will just be Limp Biscuit and then have all the clips of Gunter <laughs> smashing bottles through all the episodes. <laughs> not or, bad. Or even uh, really, what would be even better is uh, despite all my rage, I'm still just there. I can imagine not that bad, playing. Not bad. You know, I don't know. Regardless, it's it's funny, dude. It's a good moment. And Princess Bubblegum's plan doesn't work. Her third plan's even worse when she's like, oh, let's pick up all the bottles. Let's recreate them by yeah. putting them back together. And then they, they can just break it it's, over and it's over again. so and calculated, her, man. They're just like, is this, this is the rest of our lives? Or are we just going to let him break these bottles over and over again forever? And then I mean, they, they, I don't, I don't think they took him seriously about it. Again, I think that's why Princess Bubblegum's. So? Well, I don't think Princess Bubblegum's plan, or she didn't really start freaking out about it because they bust in and Finn's like, "I've got all these bottles," and she's like, "Okay," and then she's like, "We'll just rebuild them." That she didn't really see him as a threat until Gunter taps on the Gumball Guardian's head three times and cracks it. Yeah, and, that's, and, and almost okay. breaks it. A sentient and, being he was going to kill right there. And that has to, and it's a gumball guardian, dude. Like those things are like super strong. So if that does not show you that Gunter is kind of not just a penguin, that's, that has to be a little bit of proof in the pudding right there. It is interesting that so easily Gunter and all the penguins take over or, or take down the banana guards and then continue to take down the gumball guardians and they do seem pretty just like oh gosh gunter uh how are we going to deal with this sort of a, a vibe mm -hmm. they just don't know that he's so evil yeah there's mm -hmm. there's been nothing that i've tipped off other than this this is the most evil thing we've seen him do which is potentially kill a gumball guardian without any regard for its life um or any sort exactly. of like reaction or you know very just 
deadpan penguin well, I'm going to tap on the glass and break them. And that, I mean, it's it's the sentience of it all, but too, it's the fact that, you know, Finn pulls together hundreds of bottles and they break them all immediately, that there is something in Gunther that is has an unsatiating desire to destroy. Like, they, you can give me 100,000 bottles to destroy, but we will do it in five seconds and I still want to destroy more at that point. I just want to, I want to get to that episode. I really want to talk with, with you about it, but I can't, <laughs> I, I got to cut it off there before yeah, I like man, we'll get to it too much. We'll get to it. Um, we'll get to it. Well, do you have any, any other factoids or any other thoughts for this episode before we start wrapping things up? Yeah, I've got, I mean, I've got a few episodes. None of them are crazy in this one. Um, but a couple that I like pulled out that I did some research on, but, uh, when you enter wizard city, you can still see Brian, um, that one of the main wizards, uh, still in the cat form after wizard battle. Um, mm. In the beginning, it's a little pink cat, right? When he enters the city that I think has a little headband or a little, um, oh, uh, no, some some sort of little mask on. Um, but definitely a reference from wizard battle for sure. Um, uh, an ice, the ice penguin monster from this episode. So all the green ice penguins are actually a reference to the King Worm episode as well because... There was a whole like Gunther, uh, like monster enemy in their yeah. kind of like trippy ass dream from King Worm. Do you remember um, that? Wizard City is similar to Diagon Alley in Harry Potter. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> good reference. Good Stretch. reference. <laughs> um, the wizard hand sign is similar to the Vulcan Live Long and Prosper. Boom. You know, that was one of those things. Um, they're also, I thought this was a possible nod to the writers slash animators, I guess, um, is that on the shelves behind the Secret Society of Wizards greatly resembles an Emmy Award with the uh, hologlobe on the hands thing. And I don't know if that was like the AT uh, animators kind of being like maybe after the thank you episode that got them the Emmy nomination. If they were like, hey, we can kind of like, put this as a nod in this episode to like we are secret society that really wants an Emmy nomination or an Emmy <laughs> award. I don't know. Uh, or it could just be by cool. circumstance. Who knows? Well, this isn't a factoid, but I did think it was interesting that I don't know if you looked at the title card for this episode, but I, I do did. I did. feel like it backs up my theory about maybe Gunter just really cares for the Ice King. And I with don't know tears. if you necessarily should be able to take the title card in relation with the episode and tie that in, if that's fair for analyzing an episode. But it, it's not fair for all of them, but it's fair for some of them. So Gunter's sure. alone at a bar drinking a shake and crying in the title card. And, I, you know, that's got to say something. That's got to say something about their relationship. It, it I don't know. says... Yeah, hold hold that theory. I think it says something. It's either about their relationship or it's either about the state of being that Gunther's in right now. Okay. So that's fair. I could see it both ways. Yeah, but it's a cool callback again to that bar that he's sitting at in the Candy Kingdom is the Ruffian bar from mm-hmm. Apple Thief, um, from a few other episodes as well, where all the evil creature all the evil candy people in the candy kingdom go and hang out the ruffians and gunther's there so yeah as we know from the as we know from the spongebob movie you know you're not drinking alcohol you're drinking a shake so or blowing down in his feels (laughs) he's in his feels man 
Yeah, um, as we, yeah, I forgot that was our tops of the entire SpongeBob movies when he's yeah. milkshake hungover the next day. Well, before we get into lessons real fast, I just want to reiterate my most punchable character is myself for uh, tackling <laughs> my nephew. He was fine. He giggled and we had a good time afterwards just being uncle and nephew. Uh, I hate <laughs> him. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, oh man, as long as you didn't do it while y'all were both wearing like tuxedos at a bougie country club party, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, I was wearing a golf shirt and khaki shorts, you know, I was okay, trying to be a, as a bougie little better. A little better. <laughs> no, and also it wasn't like a, I didn't like blindside him or like take him down like a, the water boy or nothing. It wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> people around me didn't go, oh my gosh, you know, so, or at least I don't remember it. So my lesson for this episode, oh, is that much that much uh, that much a little bit of liquid courage to tackle. I don't your know, nephew. dude. I just I don't think so. They're just I only had three drinks, but they were such big pours. So maybe so, man. Who knows? Who knows? My biggest shame of my life. That's what Third being night. bougie will do to Russell. Gosh, never take me to another country club, man. <laughs> They'll never let me back I, uh, into this country club that my grandparents have belonged to for. 50 years now. Hey, I, I know which one it is that you're talking about. And I um I would love to be a part of that country club uh, one day <laughs> yeah. if I'm ever that bougie. Yeah, it is pretty bougie. Anyways, so my lesson for this episode, stay out of the Ice King search history. <laughs> let, let him just do his thing. I feel you. I feel you. Just, yeah. uh, we shouldn't have been there. He should be there. Mm-hmm. It's all valid my, questions. My, my other lesson is uh, keep it tight. Keep it Gotta tight, keep it tight. baby. I like yeah. that. I don't know why I didn't put that down as my lesson, but keep it tight. I had two of them. Is uh, first one. There's better things to do with a demonic wishing eye. I feel like if it's that. I feel like if it's that powerful, there's better things to do with it than to make a thousand versions of yourself to go break glass. But uh, maybe that's just the intro to a more sentient Gunther. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, my other lesson is don't listen to JT Dog Zone. Um, there's, uh, he is the, like I said, he is the incel entertate of the land of ooh. So, yeah, uh, it's not good. It's not good. It'll get you, it'll get you in, uh, Ukrainian or whatever prison he went to. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. He um, went to some prison. Did he? Okay. Oh yeah. Um, you know, that was one of those things in the news where I was just like, I, I'm not paying attention to this. I, um, I caught all the headlines of it for the most yeah. part, but. He would, he dude, would pop what's your, up. What's your rack? Can we, can we move on the racks? What's your rack? Yeah. I mean, I've had, uh, I've got a, a rec. It's, it's almost a wreck and an anti-wreck at the same time. Um, I've been jamming on the new Final Fantasy uh, 16 in the last uh, two weeks or so. I put so many hours into it. Uh, it's a Square and X game. I love Kingdom Hearts, but this one fits the bill of, Amazing storyline, one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. Really fun and cool fight dynamics, but every side mission is just walking around and talking to people. So if you want to get all the XP, all the gear, all the the crafting equipment, you spend 30 minutes just walking, talk, 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 walk, talk, 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 go to a different place, walk, walk, talk, 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 talk. And it's so much cinematic talking that about 30% of the game is actually playing the game and 70% is watching cinematics. It's, it's absurd. So wow. really fun. I love the concept. I love the artwork. I love the 
fighting dynamics, but they miss the mark in terms of just like a really, Bang. really great story adventure game. So okay. it's a wreck and an anti-wreck all at the same time. Yeah, you're not. It doesn't seem like you're fully sold on it. You're kind no, of no. I'm, I'm too invested in it to put it down. Uh oh. Um, and they give cost. you two, they give you two items at the beginning of the game. It's it's like an auto dodge and an auto combo ring at the f- very beginning of the game. And now it's hard for me. Like I'm like I can make it harder for myself, or I can just play it to get through the game. And so I was like, I was like, why did you get this? to me at the beginning of the game. Like, why didn't you just yeah. make it hard? Like, why didn't you just make it like Elden Ring? Just make it really hard at the beginning. So gotcha. I, I've, I've many qualms with it. Um, yeah. So I'd love to hear y'all's opinions as well. If anybody out there is playing Final Fantasy 16, I, it's great and terrible. All of this, it, it's weird. It's a, it's the weirdest freaking game of, I've ever played. So that's yeah. my rec tangent, whatever you want to call it. Of course. What about you? I have one earlier. Uh, well, dude, actually, not my rec, but I did want to follow up on a, a prior rec or, or something we talked mm-hmm. about in the past. You had bought me an Alley Card Wars cards. Yes. And we played over this past weekend. Oh, I yeah. was wondering when you would get to it. Pretty dang good, dude. I, really? I do want to play again. It's a slow game. Mm. And that's coming from a guy who, like, I am, you know, I take my time with card games, but. I think this card game especially is slow because of the way it's it's meant to be played or the way that these decks are set up. So we have the BMO deck and we have the uh, Lady Rainicorn deck. And I played the BMO deck and the way that the BMO deck is set up, and, and really both of these are, you can summon pretty powerful monsters right off the bat. You okay. have two, like, it's it's very magic-like, but the differences are your cards have health and they have to, like, the health has to, totally diminish for the cards to go away oh so yep. you can you can take like multiple hits of damage yeah, before from multiple you... turns and you have to okay. keep track of the health that they have left and then also uh you have four spaces for like magic cards or building cards and then also four spaces for monster cards uh so you have a little bit less like playing space but because these creatures that you can summon almost immediately because it's like you have uh, two land, like if you're playing uh, Magic the Gathering, everything mm-hmm. costs either one or two or three land uh, or mana or whatever. Yeah, well, and, and that, a lot of that's because Jake's emphasizes yeah. like, oh, you've run out of corn and you you have mm-hmm. to have corn to power your corn huskers and all that stuff. So, so yeah. So you immediately have four land cards and then each turn you have two mana essentially that you can play in order to like play a monster or play mm-hmm. a spell or something that it's a powerful spell it'll cost so one. the so the land's kind of like auto lands at that point yeah. like per turn so audit so starting out you have them every single turn it restarts okay. and so the issue with that is that from first turn you have a monster with 10 health and it's like one attack and 10 health or or two attack and six health and i, I don't hate that it just takes a while to play through that it's a little okay. bit slower than i would like to it's, and my, it's one of those ones where you know, people get a big old monster on the field, and yeah, it's kind of like the mat, like the magic mentality. Like you, you spend all the time getting the monster on the field, and somebody's just like, "Oh, spell card gone," you know. But it's kind of cool because I do feel like both decks are set up that way. They they play into the idea that you can just summon mo- like good monsters pretty immediately, so it's it's pretty easy to counter in a sense. So it plays off well. And my deck was all about getting a big discard pile and then that makes my magic Coming card stronger, it. makes my monster stronger, which that type of a deck anyways is meant for a long-term play. 
So we were there for a while playing one. We only played one time, and it so Bemo's so Bemo's deck fun. is equivalent to a, a black deck in yeah, Magic: The Gathering. Totally. Is is all of the dead creatures in and creatures in your graveyard, which is yeah. hilarious in my opinion. And it seemed like Lady Randicorns was all about uh, the amount of cards you had in your hand, or, or getting more cards in your hand mm. for better plays or whatever. So she's so, possibly a a white card. Um, yeah. I think a so. white card deck equivalent, blue card deck equivalent. For all my Magic anyways, fans out there, yeah. I don't think I've fun. wrecked. I don't think I've wrecked Magic: The Gathering on the podcast so far. Uh, we've so. talked about it plenty, though. I, yeah. I definitely would, if you're into it or used to play the app. I definitely recommend going and getting the the card game. It was fun, and I definitely want to play again. Yeah. Um, well, I will. Um, we'll, we will do that over Mario Party the next time I'm up in Nashville yeah. for sure. Dude, the Mario Party is pretty fun. Uh, my like actual wreck, Ned, is the Tour de France. We're on stage six today. I grew up a cyclist. We haven't talked about that too much on this podcast, but I, I cycled. <laughs> yeah, we've never talked about that. Have we? I don't think so. Have we? Was that sarcasm? <laughs> we've talked about that a lot, Russell. Oh, okay, well, like in, in, in honesty, we've talked about that a lot. Oh, no. Okay, well, I was a cyclist as a kid. I love the Tour de France. It's on right now. By the time y'all hear this episode, I think next week, we're going to be in the, probably in the mountains again. And that's the most important moments in the tour. Mm. Uh, Jonas Vinegard or Vinigo or however you say his last name, won last year on uh, Jumbo Visma. And I'm cheering against them. Uh, and I'm also not really cheering for uh, Butchkar. If you watch the tour, you know who I'm talking about, who won in the prior two years. So regardless, I love the tour. I wish more people watched it. I think it's really fun. And NBC Sports posts uh, highlights. It's like a 25-minute highlight stage on YouTube and doesn't spoil who wins it. So that's the way to watch it, if you ask me. Okay. It's much quicker and much more interesting. I feel you. It's getting, I feel like it's getting tougher to watch that because um, there's been a lot of other niche things that have become equally as popular in America. Because like, well, well yeah. Wimbledon's on right now. We're on like, what, day three, four of Wimbledon. Um, not as this podcast releases, obviously. Uh, and then everybody got really into F1 after that, like a Netflix F1 show. So, and that's like, this is one of the heights of the F1 season yeah. as well. And so, Tour de France just released getting... their own version of that. They just released a Tour de France Netflix documentary thing about oh, last yeah. season. They realized so. that that's the way to get people into like niche European yeah, I mean, uh, Goff know, did it too. Specialty Goff, sports. Goff yeah. has their own as well, yeah. and, I, and they follow I like what uh, Fano and somebody else, Fanal, whoever it is. And yeah, else. I don't know. I, I tried. I couldn't get into it. Regardless, thank y'all so much. Well, we'll let's wrap this up. It's been yeah, we're, a long we're, podcast. We're, this is uh, thank y'all for if y'all are this uh, this far in the podcast. It means you actually enjoy our tangents, which leads us to say if you enjoy our tangents, we are in the baby processes of starting a potential Patreon oh, where yeah. we will do a little bit more of these rants and a little bit more recommendations and other life talks outside Adventure Time to where it's actually appropriate and we don't feel weird about talking 10 minutes about yeah. magic and bikes and video games and all that stuff. And if you just like it, we're going to have that on a, a cool Patreon page that we are going to be developing in the next two to four weeks and get up and running. So be on the lookout. I'm going to put it out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is uh, the announcement, I guess, of, of the the Patreon that we're working on. I mean, like Ned just said, to summarize, I mean, there's going to be tiers that you can subscribe to. There's going to be a newsletter that comes out, hopefully. I mean, this is all in the works and, and ideas, but 
it's going to come out, you know, maybe once a month for the newsletter. But then we're also going to have a Patreon podcast that if you subscribe to the Patreon, we're hoping to have a separate podcast that you can download on your listening app other than Spotify. I think that's the only like listening app that does not take the RSS feed. But mm. regardless, I mean, like Apple, whatever, you know, if you listen yeah, to Apple, Zencaster, Pod, Podbean will for it. sure take it. Um, not Zencaster, uh, I can't, Outcast, I think is the name of that uh, podcast listening app. But yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll let y'all know once that's like official and also what it's going to look like. Uh, you know, we don't officially have what it's going to be called yet, but me and Ed did kick around some ideas. So maybe we'll talk about that. Um, once we like are dead set on one, um, unless that you just want to say what we got, you just want to tell them. Nah, we can wait. All right. We'll we wait. wait. We, we, let's, yeah, let's hang, 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 hang. I don't want to over promise anything either because this is still, <laughs> this is in the setup phase. It's, ha- yeah. it is happening. It's, it's still in setup phase. So I don't really yeah. want to over promise anything. Things can change, things can adjust, but of course, regardless, but if you want to support us, we'll have a way yeah. for y'all to help support the podcast. It, it would really mean a ton, and we'll get that up uh, sooner rather than later. And at, at the very least, what I can promise you is I'll I'll write a newsletter occasionally, and I'll have Ned chime in. Um, yeah, but I'm hoping I mean, it'll be pretty frequent. Bare, bare, also bare minimum, we'll we'll make a ten minute recording with no fancies, no post production, no intros, outros, and we'll post. I don't know. We'll call that our like little little shit segment. Our little shit segments on the end, and we'll just. Talk I want to do a lot know? more than that. We're, and we will I, do much more than that. We're going to do more. This was at bare minimum. We got little shit segments. <laughs> we'll call it. We'll yeah. call it little we Ned's little ideas. shit segments. Yeah, we got some ideas. We got good ideas. we got official ideas. We're going to have some special shows. Um, yeah. But I think at the end of the day, too, it's going to be a fun content dump. I'm I'm even thinking about a segment where I go Ned's uh, spoiler drop segments that I can't talk about with Russell. Oh, that's on the cool. podcast and I, I can like release that. them, you know? Yeah. And I don't have to listen to them or even, I don't even have to be there for that, which you don't even have to. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm just going to go on little content. tangents on. Yeah, that's on, good content. When you can record it, I don't have to be there. That's good content. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need you for good. You're, I mean, we're both each other's jumping off points. There's just Certainly. little things that I have. Like what this episode specifically got me on the Gunther. I've got so much stuff inside me. I got, I got to get it out. You know? Gotcha. Well, hey, y'all, thank you so much. Until we have the Patreon up, you can support us by going to Instagram at NeverEnding Adventure Podcast. If you ever want to share any of our content, please do tag us in anything. Tag us in your favorite episodes. If you share them on your on your Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Like, I, like we said at the beginning of this episode, it's been a, a very, very crazy like vacations, which have been great, but then also like plans throughout this month that are keeping us from like being super consistent on posting mm-hmm. and all that. So we would really appreciate any of the help we could get from you guys. Uh, TikTok, we're on their never-ending adventure uh, cast Twitter. We're there at NEA underscore podcast. If you have thoughts, your opinions, and you want to really dive into something from an episode or you've got a theory, whatever it is, share it to us. Uh, and we'll talk about it on the podcast at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. And in the subject, just let me know what you're going to be talking about. And we still got some stickers. If y'all are interested in podcast stickers, mm-hmm. write us a review. That probably is the best way to help us, well, other than sharing our content. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll send you a podcast sticker. But thank you so much, you guys. Just know this podcast is for wizards only, fools. So keep it tight and party forever. I love this guy.